and welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. And we are on episode 179. We are coming close to 200 episodes. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. We gotta celebrate once we get to 200. 200th episode. Gotta do something. Yep. We gotta plan that out. Figure out when it is. Roughly. (laughs) <laughs> type thing. So guys, welcome to another episode. Today we're going to be talking about um, hobby spaces, game spaces, dream type hobby spaces and game spaces also. Um, but we'll be talking about a bunch of that stuff. Um, before we do let's go ahead and get to business. We want to thank Tectonic Craft Studios for hosting us and providing things for us to give away when we can get them and get it to you. Um, I don't think I have anything recently. Dan has been very, very busy lately. Talk to him last week uh very busy making new stuff and getting things done um (laughs) then i also uh let's see we are a creature creator kathy have you started doing your scissoring of desire yet uh we're like starting continuing yeah more like continuing yeah but no uh i'm still working on these this commission and once that's out of the way then we will go we will do our triumphant return to the suzerain of desire, <laughs> um, otherwise known as the twins, the twins. from Creature Caster. Uh, we also want to thank Muse on Minis. Um, Muse on Minis is hosting our uh, streams and our files, so people can get them a lot easier than normal. Um, so we want to thank that. Also, if you go to Muse on Minis and you want to buy something from there, make sure you use the code More Than Dice, all one word, and you get ten percent off your order. Um, and we also want to thank our lovely and amazing friend, Lynn Stahl. Lynn is not only on Twitch streaming, she's also got her own, uh, uh, place where she sells miniatures, models, and other things where she also sells our dice and widgets and things that we also have out there. Um, we also have a bunch of things coming down the line, by the way, we have two other podcasts that are stream that uh, we host their files. Uh, if you like uh, good Warcaster and War Machine and Hordes information, uh, make sure you check out the Minority Report. And we also, if you like strictly Warcaster stuff, you can check out Through the Void Gate. Uh, they discuss all things Warcaster. Uh, really great, great bunch of people. You can find them on Facebook and also listen to them through here. You can also listen to all of our RPGs. Um, if you heard in the pre-ramble, one of my RPGs is on hiatus, so a new one will be picking up, and um, then we will have all of those episodes out also. Uh, one that I run and one I'll get to play in type thing, so I'm really excited. I, I hardly ever get to play, so when I get to, I'm like super stoked to play. I've got this, of course, super elaborate you know, background that's like 85 pages long and so on and so forth. <laughs> I shake my head for about a moment, and then I think about the uh, one of the characters that that I've been playing, and she also has a a long backstory. Yeah. But say, if your backstory is longer than the elevator pitch, wow. Just <laughs> <laughs> saying, wow. Uh, we will not be. By the way, we will not be streaming. <laughs> we don't stream any of the uh, RPGs. We just record them and then put out the video and audio for everybody to see. And you can find all the videos, of course, on our YouTube channel, too. Um, 
both RPGs and you can also find John's Mech Warrior and Kathy's painting on there if you miss it and can't find it on Twitch because we started to back it up there because eventually Twitch does get rid of our videos. It does. So yeah. that's just a good way for us to keep track of it and hold it for later use type thing. So, John, what are you drinking today? Uh, well, I am finishing up the rum. I've got a rum and Coke, but the, the Coke is Cherry Coke. Okay, I can deal with that. Had a two-liter started, need to finish it. Yep. Don't want that stuff to get flat. A good excuse. Uh, Kathy, what you got? I have wine. Again. Oh, wine that again. Same, uh, white Zinfandel. White Zinfandel. Wait, the, I hope that battle of wine lasted a week? No. Okay. <laughs> Look, I'm just checking and making sure, you know. That bottle got opened, and another bottle got opened. Uh, I just making sure. <laughs> uh, I'm just still, I'm still working on my scotch. Uh, I'm calling 18, uh, which I really really like. One of my favorite scotches. So I will be drinking that. Uh, do we have any tributes this week? Not that I remember. Um, there was a comedian that did pass away, and I totally forgot to write it down. Uh, um, yeah, I remember now. It's the guy who starred in Caddyshack 2. Yes. Um, oh, show me. Just look up the cast of Caddyshack 2. I'm trying to figure out. Jackie Mason. Gotcha. Jackie Mason, yes. Jackie Mason passed away, which was uh, very, very... I mean, he was 93, so it wasn't like, you know... Anything. Yeah, it's not like he was young or anything. No. But, yeah. uh, but being 93, and he did a lot of, you know, stand-up stuff and everything on the also. So, I mean, he was pretty, I mean, but being 93, that's a long life. Mm-hmm. Uh, type thing. Um, I don't think of anybody else that passed away recently that I know of. Not that I recall coming across my feed. Yep. Um, we also want to make sure, please, guys out there, please protect yourself. Go get vaccinated. Make sure that you're still wearing your mask. Um, make sure that you're looking after each other. Um, make sure that you're just being nice. Um, make sure that you check on your buddies and your friends every so often if you don't hear from them. Check uh, on your total strangers. If you follow someone on yeah. Twitter and they're feeling a little down, say something nice to pick me up, offer to talk with them. We, we'll get through all of this. We only get through this together. Yeah. Just check on them. And it's just a simple check, too. Not, not always have to be this huge thing. Like, hey, how you going? How you doing okay? Cool. What you doing? I'm playing video games. Cool. So am I. Which I did play and try out a new video game. So uh, I'll be talking about that in the media section, too. So, to all of y'all, please take care of yourself. Cheers. 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 That Appleton's a bit funky. Man, this is actually really good. I did. Oh, I did do some painting. I'm working on Thor's hammer. Meow meow. Aww. So. Very shiny. Yeah, it's uh the metallic rust oleum. Nice. Um, so I decided I wasn't gonna like try to get it like all the seams out and everything. I was just like, oh, let's give it a quiff you... rough. Yeah. What are you gonna do with the handle? Are you... Oh, uh, it's going to get painted brown in, in between okay. the little ridges. Uh, I want to seal the uh, chrome up first before I paint it. Mm-hmm. Paint the brown because the chrome, it rubs off really easy no matter what, just from the oil. Ooh, in my okay. hands. 
Yeah. 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 All, yeah. all the, like my crown that I, like my Loki crown, that gold comes off really easy. Really? Yeah. Or the metallic uh, paints come off. No, no matter what I've done, <clears throat> prime it. I actually know a young lady who used to just, just quickly seal every model between every layer. Like she got a layer done, just quick seal, let it sit, and then come back when she was painting. Yeah. I need to buy, I'm going to get a, um, uh, not a, not a dull coat, but a, a shiny coat, uh, sealant on it and then paint the brown and then do like a little bit of no oil, no oil wash in between, you know, here and, you know, the little handle parts just to make that little, you know, the design stand out some. Let me suggest using the, uh, uh, instead of the null oil, use the, uh, in contrast black yeah something like that i was going to you know just something to make it all stand out because it needs to it needs to have some type of texture look to it uh, but this is actually going to go once it's done uh it's going to go to our to that's running our uh mcp at warfare weekend he's going to be carrying this around as his you know type thing that's just cool. for showing you you could yeah. always get fancy and just like leather wrap that handle ah uh, no <laughs> at that point, I'd want like a I wouldn't like a full replica. At that point, leather wrapped handle made out of yeah, probably aluminum or whatever, something, but not plastic at the top. Just in case you got to wax someone yeah. on the fucking face. I mean, sometimes but then you got to. I got to do some more. I finally all my Loki crowns are done. I have no requests for any more props, so I am actually going to start working and thinking about uh, my own. I believe you got two requests today. Uh, yeah, I've got, but I gotta find that. I don't even know if that, that is anywhere out there. Um, if, although, the, if there's not a 3D file for the glaive, there's some bullshit going on. <laughs> and I, I which it would be really cool. Um, which I, I would have to see if, if they are. But um, I'm probably gonna work on some cosplay stuff for myself. Uh, there's been a suit of cosplay stuff I've wanted to do forever. That's and cool. also my way to see if I can get it all done. Thing? Into... What thing? Well, I'm kind of tied between a few cosplay ideas. Um, since I can now full print, you know, large things with resin, uh, one of the things I want to do is um, Obi-Wan Kenobi's armor in Clone Wars, the Jedi armor he does, which is very okay. simple, can be done, you know, and there is a, a file for that out there um, and is not a hard thing uh, to figure out. Um, also another one I thought of was, uh, I don't know if you know in the Batman Ghostmaker. um, it is, uh, a, I, I like the costume and the helmet just came out by Nico Industries. So I was going to look into that to see if it could be made or not. Uh, and Nico Industries is about to send another file out with a bunch of new stuff and that may change what I want, but an easy one I can do cause I can definitely do, um, Obi-Wan saber and I can get a, you know, I've got the beard, just got to dye it brown, brownish red and do the Jedi armor from the Clone Wars. Cause that That's one's cool. not hard. That one's not hard at all to, to do as a cosplay type thing. So there are just some ideas. I've got to, I got to plan it because it's going to be a large print type thing. So other than that, I was going to, you know what? The one cosplay I know I can pull off without any problem is Peter B. Parker with, you know, the, the big pudgy belly 
and the Spider-Man top and, you know, scruffy look and, <laughs> you know, gray sweatpants and mixed match shoes. I could pull that off in like no time whatsoever. So. <laughs> I, I'm still thinking of buying the Detroit Tigers hat and getting the uh, Hawaiian shirt for a Magnum P.I. cosplay. <laughs> Are you going to get those tan short shorts, too? No, I'll just wear jeans. Oh. <laughs> but no I, I i'm gonna be kind of working on a cosplay idea of what i want to do i mean i like the obi-wan clone trooper armor because it's not a lot but it's also got some good fabrics to it and it's not you know super super hard to do type thing and it'd be, it'd be really neat and it looks cool and his saber is easy to print there are tons of them out there uh type thing that i could print off so Who's the main dude from God of War? Kratos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Marshall can pretty much can, can do Kratos, yes. So can we shave his head? Now, which Kratos? The uh, young Kratos or Kratos the father? Uh, Marshall already pre-shaves his head. Well, he's, he's got a beard, though. He does. Okay. So I, <laughs> he needs to have... It, it makes your beard feel inadequate. That's what his beard <laughs> is like right now. You gotta do you gotta his, do Kratos' father then. Kratos' father his, is a good one. His beard is so powerful, mine just fell out because it just wasn't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> it just ran away in shame. <laughs> it's like, nope, not can't compete with that fucking amount. But I've gotten a lot of requests, you know, since I've got the, the new printer for cosplay items, and I'm like, cool, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I don't charge anybody for them. I just like supply me material so I can get it done because I. The big stuff is actually a whole lot easier to print than the small stuff. There's a lot less work behind it. So, um, other than that, and I've got, you know, my small printer. I'm still trying to get some stuff off of that and see how that's going to work. Uh, we'll be doing a post pretty soon because I did a comparison of how long it took me to print uh, certain items on my big resin printer to my FDM printer and going to show the difference because some people are like well what's the big difference and why did you get it and i'm like this took me three days to paint uh to, to print this took me a week to print and show the difference and everything behind it and such and of course startup is a whole different thing but well right. speaking of 3d printers i think they would actually be a part of many people's perfect hobby room yes that's true. They are. I, I, I Actually, while we're doing that, I'm going to switch over to the camera because I really want to put these models together and we can get started on the topic. Yeah, that was a segue. Thank you for destroying it. <laughs> that was an actual legitimate good segue. Gonzo's <laughs> was like, check, check. Bam. That's that segue. <laughs> I had to get stuff done. Sorry. Um, oh. All right. So I want to get... Ooh, where's my glasses? Subtle. Subtle, he is not. No, will never be. Okay. So I'm going to put this together. And while we're putting this together, one of the questions from one of our viewers asked about, excuse me, our dream hobby rooms? Is that what they call it? It was, it was L. Marshall. That yeah. was the viewer. Yeah. It's, it's his fault. It's his fault? It's always. Mm-hmm. It's then, always. I said, then I said, that's a fantastic idea. We should talk about that. Yes. And while we talk about that, I'm going to get my clippers because I can't seem to find them. Those clippers, they should be right there. My dream Hi. hobby uh, area is one where I can reach every single fucking thing I need. Read around me. 
Like this. As if I was Wonder Woman, just twirling, grabbing my tools, my paint, my brushes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that's that's again. So the hobby area, I think there's there's two versions. There's the hobby area and sort of like the hobby room. For the hobby area, yes. So you can have everything in uh, in reach. You can grab everything. My like, I can entire house is a hobby area, <laughs> John. The yeah. entire house, except for the kitchen. Yeah. Very fair, but. We don't even we don't even do wash the resin in the kitchen. That gets washed in the bathroom. Fair enough. That's I mean I wash mine in the kitchen, but anyways. <clears throat> but so, but I agree with you definitely. You want to have everything in reach. Definitely, you know, shelves slash whatever all around, so you can store the stuff. So you don't have to go. There's nothing worse than having to get up and stop what you're doing to grab something and not just spin around and grab it. Yep. A.K.A. accidentally leaving your clippers in the living room because you were in there. How do you even not have two pairs of clippers, one in here, one in there? Well, I actually have three pairs of clippers. Uh, two were in the living room, one was in the bathroom. Cause I was Why doing... do you have clippers in the bathroom? You don't want to know. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm tired of not knowing. I need to know. There are questions uh, need answers. I have a pair of clippers in there because whenever I have to uh, clean off a resin print uh, that's just been, you know, just been printed, I take it into the bathroom so it doesn't, because it has good ventilation and I can, you know, get rid of the smell and all that stuff. No problem. So, so, so what you're saying, what I'm hearing from all of this is you need a fourth pair of clippers. Yes. Yeah. Or not keep two in the same room. Yeah, I, I didn't oh, mean to leave the other nonsense. one in there. Honestly, you really probably need six pair of clippers just to be on the safe side. <laughs> I have you, like six... you need kitchen clippers. I mean, as funny as it is, I actually have like six pairs of clippers, and they actually are all in the same room. But it's all the room where I do all my hobbying, as in right here. They're right over here. I can only reach down and go, look, here's a box. There's clippers in there. There's a drawer. Hold on. But when you've got the resin printer, now you need to think about all of the things that go with that and uh, the disposal and the cleaning and the yeah. toxic things mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Well, ideal for a hobby space, yeah, you, that that's extra, you know. Ideally, it would be like a large desk for like what I have, but rather than a printer in the corner, and I know that's like so 90s, a printer, I'd love to have like the airbrush station. We're going to put that in another room. So you have everything right, you know, in this area. Like, Louie, I can reach most everything. The hardest thing to reach right now is, well, models. I got paints, paints. I got lots of hobby stuff behind me. I got my panning stuff right down here with the Dremel stuff right below it. I can reach that without too much difficulty. I got these. I got things like these that are on wheels and they're bigger drawers over here under the corner of my desk for stuff. That's sort of ideal. I mean, this is, I don't say it's perfect, but it's its pretty good. Yeah, most of my stuff, like, you know, I do have to kind of, uh, you know, move from in front of my computer over here. But, but this is my hobby area type thing where I have everything. I mean, all my paints, you know, my airbrush, you know, I don't do a lot of airbrush. You can't really tell because it's all upside down. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Just turn your head upside down. 
I mean, I can actually do a handstand, but that doesn't work because my head will be below the level of the desk. Come on, man. Think about this shit. But, I mean, all of my stuff is pretty much right where it's it's all in one area. Now, I do have, you know, I have a resin printer in my closet, have a resin printer on the on the floor over here, and then, you know, I've got, you know, my... Well, you're FDM. adding the extra stuff that requires... Now you're talking about the hobby room. Yeah, we're talking bigger stuff like gaming yeah. tables and stuff like that. So... Uh, Marshall has uh, three large gaming tables currently all set up for Marvel Crisis Protocol, so he can run six games at once. Nice. Uh, and then also a paint bar with uh, spots for four people. That's nice. Um, and then a little airbrush station. He's even got the ghetto uh, spray painting station, uh, but you have to go sort of outside for that. There's not really you know, a ventilation or a hood for that, but he's got a little setup for that. Uh, and I think that's probably above and beyond. Like, honestly, Banny and I would just go to the deck. I don't mind that. But, like, having the airbrush station and gaming tables, that's, like, perfect hobby room. You know, you set up all that stuff in one spot so that you just go into one place. Everyone could be together if you got people hanging out, which is sort of like the old uh, bunker slash hobby store type of feel. You want everyone around, you know. But is there a bar there as well? Just curious. I'm just I'm- assuming there is. I mean, have you? Yeah. Have you see, see, see. <laughs> uh, I mean, his hobby space is pretty ideal, but it's pretty much a good portion of the basement. Yeah. See, I, I, yeah. I would love to have you know a hobby game room, not just a spot in a room that I do my hobbying, but an entire you know floor almost type thing, or you know a a large large like the basement type thing. Yeah, have it. I mean, only a basement. I mean, depending on how big the basement is, but yeah. Honestly, with 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 Marshall's basement, like literally, you would not. If you need more space than he's got, you are doing some amazing things. Because <laughs> literally, the way it's set up, he's got the entertainment center and all. He could set up chairs. You could, a lot of people could watch stuff all at once. Um, he could still set up folding tables. He's got at least one of the uh, six by fours, like I have. Uh, that he could set up elsewhere it's, for other it's stuff. It's funny because as as you're describing it, it just reminds me of the house of a friend of mine where we used to go and, I mean, they moved away since, but we used to go and they had several gaming tables and that's where they recorded their podcast and mm-hmm. they had the the airbrush station and they had walls lined with different paints and tools and everything of the hobby and then they had you know a tv there and you know the bar with the fridge and everything like l marshall just just get it it's like you live at my friend's house (laughs) yeah i mean it's uh it's pretty great i'll be honest um um as far as ideal i'm trying to think of what i would add to something like that for like a hobby space I mean, obviously stools. I might have to bring some stools over uh, because that's helpful. We can't. It's uh, it's got nice floors for cleaning up, but nice floors for cleaning up are not nice floors for standing on for hours. No. Yeah. Unless you put those rubber mats down. That's what I was gonna say. You can get like those rubber mats. We have. Yeah. Those, uh, or, we have those. Or stools work. I mean, I've got some stools I might bring over. See if they work. I know well, some of them. Yeah, are. there's that too. And V is here. 
Leaguer Dragon, there's no painting happening tonight. There is only distraction. Yes. Um, he's got pretty much everything. He's, I mean, except super glue. He's super glue. Get super glue, Marshall. Did you order it yet? <laughs> Wait, which which super glue though? I mean, there's so many different varieties. Now we're talking about like the thin, the the sort of medium thickness, the really thick gel-like super glue. Uh, you know, little little tubes of crazy glue. Uh, you know. Yes, Banyan, those are exactly the exactly the type of stools I was Gorilla thinking of taking over. The ones that we have sitting in the other room. <laughs> uh, I'll bring those next time or, or try to remember. But but yeah, so like a, it's it's sort of a thing. Like what else would you add to a big hobby space? I mean, I mean ideally I would say dream hobby space, you'd have like actual ventilation so you could prime without having to actually step outside. Oh yeah, and a whole big industrial unit. hood. Yeah. That'd be a dream. Uh, that would be perfect. Um, trying to think what else. I mean, he's got all that. I mean, he's even... I don't think he has it set up right now, but he can set up his uh, streaming so you can stream games uh, with multiple angles and stuff. He did it on even Discord. Better. It was great. Um, he does need a podcast recording studio. I mean, that's sort of a... I think that's a necessary part of the gaming area, but uh. it, it's, it is. You all you do is you bring your all the the microphones and whatnot, depending on on how you're doing it. Everybody sits around the table, you know. Well, yeah, actually. So the funny thing is, there actually are you know like the conference mics they do for that. I'd have to you have to find one. I think actually my mic has a setting for that that would work, but yeah. My you friends know, actually of... had the 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 actual mics, you know, the like like the yeah. Yeti kind of mics on on the arms with the pop filters and all that, and they all had the cords that stretched to the mixer. Yep. Uh, yeah, the place display cabinets for cool stuff. He's got that covered. Yep, displays are pretty cool. Yeah. So he says it's in his work office. So yes, he is set for that. But I'm just saying my perfect area would have that too, just because I'd want it all in one spot. Uh, ideally, I'd also have a dedicated computer for the, the streaming and all that stuff, separate from the one I use for other stuff. That way, you don't sit in the same spot all the time. While I love sitting in the spot and doing a bunch of stuff, uh, when I was working from home, sitting in the one spot constantly was actually, I mean, you just want to get up and do something else. Most people, yes. Yes. Mostly. Yeah, I, I would can, probably. I, I could sit in and hobby like this. I could be painting minis for about three hours, and then I, then I start to get distracted, and I, think, I need to do something else. Mm -hmm. I think also having like the slop sink, the uh, the big you know sort of industrial sink, where you're not worried about fucking things up. Oh, yeah. You know. That would be perfect. Um, obviously, the other one you can work, but you have to be careful. You want to make sure it stays clean and all. It's just, you know, I'm talking ideal again here. He asked for, for a perfect ideal. That's on my list of perfect ideal stuff. It would be good. A hood, a slop sink. Um, I would honestly also say um, a cot. You need to have a cot or something. <laughs> Ideally, it would be like a hammock, an indoor hammock. Fucking A. I know. 
just just because sometimes someone just needs to like I, I need to like just lie down and, and take a breather. That would be perfect. But again, why would you not just go to another room for that? Most places, I mean, you can go to another room, whatever. So uh, we actually, uh, Webby, we actually have a full fridge for beverages and everything. Uh, uh, that's also perfect. I think, I think honestly, a micro fridge is per, is perfect. But if you can find a good full size fridge and you got the space, like he does, you might as well. What else would be good? I mean, a lot of the stuff you're talking, you start talking electronics that are like just. Do you really, really need that? Like, do you really need a downstairs microwave? Can't you just go upstairs to microwave? If you need a hammock, you need a downstairs microwave. Yep, that's fair. That'd and a little fridge. Yep. Well, no, no. It's, well, it's got a full fridge, though. So yeah. Full fridge. Full fridge. You need the micro fridge. But microwave is easy. The bar is necessary, but he's got a bar. Um, like, I mean, we're gamers. We're hard drinkers, generally speaking, so bar necessity good after, air circulation definitely yeah good air, it's also uh at a, a temperature of jesus christ it's fucking cold which is perfect yes no yes no hard yeah, disagree well the good thing is kathy if it gets too cold you can walk outside and warm up in fact we generally warm up when we walk out for lunch and he goes and cooks on the grill it's really uh, I'm just trying to think of things above and beyond what, you know, is there and all. Because there's a lot of stuff, but, you know. I mostly think of that, my my personal hobby. Right? I want to get some more shelves, maybe move these over here and just have more display. But that's because I podcast in the same area that I, uh, and stream in the same area that I hobby. Quite literally. Let's grab my camera. Right I'm, there is my hobby stuff. I'm, right reading, I'm reading a thing that Beanion just wrote. Uh, that's a mistake. L. Marshall compared with you and Jason PD. I can't paint. Flat period. Banion. Stop. Don't compare yourself to how other people are doing it. That's that's like rule number one of mini painting. Just don't don't compare yourself to other people because everybody's at a different place. Oh, yeah, Banion. Excellent idea. Having a little like uh, photo spot to take photos of your miniatures—that's a great idea. Oh yes, absolutely. That way you could just like boom, quick pictures. I mean, we all—I mean, it's the digital era. Taking pictures of your stuff and putting it up there is great. He has yeah, a, a steam room. Now. What, like a, like a sauna? Yes. <laughs> but is there a hot tub? Don't tell me there's a hot tub. I'm pretty. you know, I haven't seen. I'm pretty sure he has one. He's got a pool. <laughs> it's so, obviously not in the basement. What? I was wondering. Yeah, I mean that that's that's a good one, Marshall, because you I mean we all do so much stuff, it'd be cool to have there. Uh but it has to be adopted. You're a little old for that, baby. Um I'm trying to think what else. Like everything a lot of the stuff is just uh, you know, just tech and stuff that can be built like having you know lights you can wheel around so when you're taking pictures of your uh of the games you get good light i mean he's got pretty good light there actually honestly i can read most of the stuff without having problems um but yeah so i mean i'm just trying to think what else you have i think the most interesting thing about it is it is a complete hobby area it is pretty close um and I mean, 
like I said, it's all nitpicky stuff at that point. Now, I want a little more than he's got for my personal hobby area, but I mean, my personal hobby area doesn't fit for for just hobbying. It fits me. Yeah, it would be nice to have a place where friends could come over and hobby together. That would be like like my own little Fort Wapple. <laughs> we used to do that uh, on Saturdays, like uh, when uh, the ex-wife one just just, just wanted to be home, just because she wanted to be around, which is cool. And uh, we'd just come and set up our folding tables and turn on all the lights, and everyone would just hobby at the tables. You know, we can do that. You can do that. Just need a little bit of space, space and chairs. Oh, that's a good one, Bowie. What was? Sorry, I'm drinking. Uh, sound dampening along the walls to cut down on all the echo. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Benion mentions uh, it's been a long time since he painted, since he last painted. Well, the last time he tried doing detail, his hands just didn't behave like they did. And I'll tell you, when, when I took a hiatus from the hobby for two years without touching a brush, uh... It took me probably six months to where I was comfortable because before that I did commissions and stuff. And it took me six months to get back to where I felt like I could actually do a commission and not be ashamed of it. And and that's, <coughs> you know, and I'm asking myself not to do just tabletop. I'm trying to do, you know, the same quality I had been putting out before. I stopped painting, and it took me that long to get back to to that place, you know. Yeah. So it definitely takes time to kind of retrain your hand-eye coordination for what you want to do. And and you need to just start doing it, and you need to start doing it frequently. I obviously gonna say I suggest a hobby streak, and I don't want to hear stupid bullshit like I don't have time, half an hour a day. If you don't have half an hour a day, reevaluate your life balance. Half an hour. It's not hard. Have an Literally hour. not hard. Yep. And on the days you're not, you don't have to, that's not the painting every day. You can assembly some days. Some days you want to sit down with the rule book to a game and read it. That's part of the hobby. Just fucking do that. But don't, don't just, you've got to do paint some consistently. Sometimes you're going to podcast for an hour and a half. That's a hobby streak. <laughs> <laughs> just yabber in my mouth about it so I mean it, you gotta do that and I've been trying to get uh, Banyan to do that but he just keeps throwing excuses and the truth is to be harsh and, until you get past your own damn excuses you're never gonna get make the time to do it consistently and you're never gonna get better again it's the harsh truth I mean, my painting was shit for a long while until I started going I have to paint I have to do something I was painting none at all. Then I started getting back, okay, one day a week, I'll paint for a good long, you know, hour or two. And then Hobby Street came out, came out started doing that. And I feel like I'm, if not getting better, getting more consistent and a little speedier. On the other hand, if that's not where your interests lie in the hobby anymore, mm-hmm. then that's fine too. Yeah. You know? If you, don't, if you don't want to paint, you don't have to paint. Yeah. But if you want to paint... Do not make excuses. Make it. Don't. Maybe just set aside like you can't do an hour, a uh, half an hour a day. Fine. Do two and a half hour. Do two and a half, three hours a week. Just find some way of motivating yourself and 
going. Because all this hobby space don't mean a fucking thing if we're not getting the models ready and getting there <laughs> and using it. It was always the amusing thing uh, for me to go over to somebody's house where they have all this fantastic uh, hobby stuff. They've got all the paint. They've got all the tools. They've got all the fancy stuff. And yet they hardly ever do anything. And and they just keep getting more. They collect. Their hobby is collecting hobby stuff, not actually, you know, doing anything with it. Well, you know what? If it brings them joy, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's really, you know, that's uh, not where lot, I am in the hobby, but that's where they are in the hobby. And, yeah, exactly. I'm not, you know, here to, you know, tell you how to hobby. But I'm here to try and motivate you to hobby. The excuses, I, I mean, I'll be honest. I have a lot of stuff I want to get done. I don't always. I'm like, oh, I'm too tired. Oh, this or that. I don't have the time. Just... We we all have to stop making excuses for bullshit and just start doing the stuff we want to do. Just can't just sit here and, and, you know, do it. You know, I can sit and watch YouTube for hours without doing anything. Some days it's exactly what I need. Some days I actually want to watch a fucking movie. I should just go watch a fucking movie. So. Yeah, getting the motivation, because there's a lot of people that are burnt out, of course, post, well, pandemic. How have we not done an entire topic just on on the motivation to paint? Because there's different things that motivate different people. You know, everybody is motivated to do the hobby differently. Yes. And, and there's no right or wrong way to do the hobby. There's just doing the hobby. Gonzo, are you going to tell me you literally don't have any tweezers? Not on me. Not right here in my area. They're in the living room. No, they're actually behind me and this glue is annoying. I was waiting for you to say they're in the bathroom. No. <laughs> See, I could actually I could get away with tweezers in the bathroom, but so. Valid. Um, but I have tweezers in the bathroom as well. I, I actually don't. I have three pairs or five pairs next to me in the drawer, but I don't have any in the bathroom. Acidburn Punk has the crucial question here, but is there a right and wrong way to hold your hobby holder? No. However's comfortable. If you hold it like this to paint like this, that's fine. Sometimes I'll hold it like this, and I'll get fingers together and just be like, Ugh, where's my brush? And I'll just be like, hold on, need fingers. All right, cool. I'm stable. Let's go. There's, there's no also, right or wrong way. There's also no wrong way to eat a Reese's. As long as it ends up in the fucking stomach, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I like it to travel down the taste buds first, though, honestly. That's the fun part. But I digress. Uh, yes, uh, Marshall brings a good point. Write down your paint plans. If you're mixing paints or even if you're just painting bases or whatever, write it down. I have a book. Hold on. That is a really good idea. That is a very good plan. I, I get all these from clients and stuff, and I'm just like, cool, here's a book. It actually has a pen usually in it that just fell out when I pulled it out. I but, have uh, one, but I don't know what I did with it. Also these. These. These are stupid, mm -hmm. cheap, and your friend. More they're so also, than They're also fantastic if you're doing, like, a unit of guys and you have to remember the last, you know, like, you're halfway done and, and you, you're like me. You keep forgetting, uh, paint the hands. <laughs> 
Nice. I'll be. I'll have a list of things I need to do. I need to paint the eyes. I need to paint the hands. I need to paint the the teeth, the bony ridges, the whatever. Yeah, otherwise you get paint, to the gaming table and you're like, oh, I'm... on the Keltos models for Christ's sake, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> That's my the, reminder. Hold on. The right way to eat them is not is is to not. Hold on, are you saying the right way to eat Reese's is to not eat Reese's? Because, I, I mean, that's I can solve that. That's hard to disagree unless you're, you know, allergic, allergic to peanut butter. Because that's Mizzy? Yeah. Yeah, Captain well, Mizzy hates peanut butter. So, this is Spiral at the Top, Marshall. This is good for lefties, too. But yeah, that's what I was going to say. Spiral at the Top. Yep. But honestly, even this book, you could, it's lined both ways. You could very much just run it lefty instead of righty. But I suggest getting a book of some variety. I actually have another one over here for Mech Warrior stuff. I mean, notepads are good. We, we laugh at hard copy. I actually have another one here. This one, I actually take to work and write down notes there when I think of painting stuff or gaming stuff or what have you, just so I don't... So I'm always thinking of stuff, you know? So I'm always going to write down on Cosmic Cubicle says, I had to buy special quartz tweezers due to my love of magnets. That is such a good idea. This that is a really is good. Such actually. a good idea. There, how many times? How many times have I been trying to put a tiny little magnet into the socket of a, you know, a little thing so that I could get? I totally understand that. And then they they stick to the tweezers and, you know, and you're trying to glue it in and you're holding it there, hoping the glue dries, but you take the tweezers away and <clears throat> the glue's not dry yet. Oh, well, Benny, for, for work stuff, I have several notebooks at work for strictly work stuff. I make work by those, but I get other ones, and sometimes you get free ones from whatever client or whatever, and I use those for notes and stuff. I've got lists of stuff just that come to my mind, because I could take notes on my phone, but we're not supposed to with the phone at work, so instead I take notes on a notepad. No one gets upset if you're writing stuff down. Green Stuff World has interesting quartz tweezers. I'm interested in that as well because sometimes it's a pain in the ass when you're trying to magnetize things. That's not uh, coming along there, Gonzo. I yeah. can't say that I am. How should I put this? I think it looks fine. I think it's a little fucking fiddly for the size, and the proportions are a little weird. Those legs are stubby as fuck. What's it supposed to be? This it's a heavy gear. It's a heavy gear, but this is the basic grunt trooper. Um. These guys are actually considered to be like one of the fast troops. Uh, one thing that you will like, you can use round or hex bases in this game. Nice. So, what's the uh, size of that round base, sir? Uh, the standard Space Marine, not the Ultramarine. Thirty-two. Yeah, the thirty. Yeah, is or it is it thirty-two or is it twenty-five? It looks like thirty-two. I can't tell. There's nothing there for scale except his fingers, and I is don't understand the scale of Gonzo oh. fingers. Hold on a second. I don't do you have tiny hands down there? No, I do not have <laughs> tiny hands. I'm holding it because I'm trying not to use any zip picker. There you go. There's a Necron. Ben, that's, those are Necrons. What are Necrons on anymore? Fuck, I don't even know. Here you go. Here's Battletech. Okay. Put Hannah for scale. Okay, cool. <laughs> That I can work with. 
because I got one of those here. Uh, bases. I don't even know where I've got bases. I got bases somewhere. Thanks for posting a link to that Green Stuff World uh, teasers, Marshall. Oh, here we go. Hold on. Uh, it's cool you got those. I uh, got three models painted, Kazuki. Well, I love painting the Marvel Crisis Protocol models. It is super fun. Uh, those are basically 25s. They're, 25, I think, okay. I think, uh, nah, 30, let's call them 30. So not Space Marines. Space Marines are on 32s because they have to be fucking different because Game Workshop is Game Workshop. Mm-hmm. Awesome, Archer. No, Archer. There's the band. There's a model I just got from, uh, Legends of Signium. Signum? Signium. And their bases are a 32 millimeter too. Interesting. Um, it's weird that that so many companies are going to uh, weird base sizes. Um, makes difficult getting uh, resin bases, which is good and bad. It is bad because I like resin bases. It's it good because difficult because a lot of people are are making resin bases in. They just they see Games Workshop add new sizes and they go fuck this is invalidated these sets of bases but then they get get right to it and start making more or you know revisiting their files and making them for 32 millimeter. Well, I was actually talking also about like Infinity has lots of weird sizes so literally there are mechs for Infinity that you can't get a base for you have to use a standard and if you're doing a whole theme that becomes a pain in your ass mm -hmm. luckily the very cool guy at uh, death ray designs uh when i was putting together my magariba which is a giant mech basically uh i gave him measurements of the base and he printed me one single base topper for that base and cool. you know i gave him some money i don't remember how much it was cheap and that was it was the most awesome thing but, you know, I love resin bases, so, you you know, you get a uh, theme together, and then suddenly you get weird base sizes. It's just a random thought came to me. Like Marvel, I would have loved to do some cool Marvel bases, but no one had bases. I would have had to wait a very long time to get, like, Marvel bases. So. It's so much easier now, though, for uh, people to resize files if they're digitally sculpted, you know, and it's an mm -hmm. STL. It's so much easier to... You know, oh, I need it to be 33.5 mil, millimeter that, or some craziness. I, I can't unsee how stubby the fucking legs are. <laughs> Turn it sideways for me. I put him on a rocking forward because I put his right legs on incorrectly. Um, the yeah, their, their legs are stubby. The The legs on these guys yeah, are, I I guess, this unit are stubby. Now, yes. I'll do the bigger one. Okay. Cause... Yeah, Cosmic Cubicle's like, every size the STLs from 32 to 35. That's the way I, to do it. I long for the days when base size isn't as important because, I mean, who, who cares? You know? <laughs> there, are, see, there are games where it matters, games where it doesn't. Yeah. Well, the, I was looking at the rules of this and talking to the guy, which we will have on air. We will have him uh, show up one time. You can uh, say his name. Nick. Um, he From will just Nick. Nick. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what his guy named Nick. I don't know what his official title is or anything within the company. What's the name of the company? 
uh, DreamPod 9. Well, yeah, plug, plug this. Plug this yes. visit. Yeah. I don't know what his official is on it, it does, but it he will definitely matter. be on. Uh, and he will be talking about the game and the size and all this other stuff. But we wanted to get some other things done before that happened. What's the name of the company again? It is DreamPod 9. And it is Heavy Gear Blitz. They just recently redid all their models and are doing all their models in plastic. Cool. I like the game. The game was a lot of fun. I've done some demo games of it and I was like, okay. And so the very, very cool part about all this is... This entire army is 65, and this is all you technically need. Uh, Nick wow. did say that, you know, you probably want to get, like, a large strider and a unit of troops to round it out. So it would probably be roughly about $100, and you have your entire complete game. Like a 2,000.40K or a 75-point you know, War Machine and Hordes. We don't need to compare. Just full game is fine. Yeah. But yeah, a point, I saw him. I saw you and him posted on uh, on Facebook, and there was some good discussion there. Yeah. Uh, Legionnaires had some questions, and he was right on asking, answering all of them, which is super cool. Yeah. He uh, he definitely. Nick is a very knowledgeable guy. The Nick is very 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 smart. He's a professor by trade, also. That's what he does for a living, uh, an engineer professor. So. Um, I, for, I don't know how he got started working with DreamPod 9, but, uh, they got that and he's trying to do some cool things. And of course I'm always going to pimp my friend's stuff. And he showed me a demo of the game and it's a squad base type game. Um, mech squad base and not, you know, like individual mechs, uh, type thing. So you have squads in it. Um, these are the larger size. Um, this is a... Let's see, this one, is, this is a Chaucer, and this is a Chevalier. And this is a group called the New... New Car? Apologies to French for the uh, pronunciation of said words. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the the New Coal uh, division, and their, like, little shtick is their... They're a hit-and-run fast-type unit, uh, army. They're not into the big old heavy guns and everything so they're they're more of a quick run hit people run away i like that i like that that seems to be a viable uh, way of playing in the game that's cool yeah um so that was the reason why i chose them and uh, they looked okay and some of their like their big strider tanks are actually kind of cool too so uh, all the rules are free online um the one and everything everything's free online uh, i think they do all their stuff through uh was it rpg Drive through RPG or whatever that is. Drive through RPG, fair enough. Yeah, uh, they do all the the one thing that doesn't come in the box set is instructions on how to put them together and what each individual like weapon is. Like I don't know what all of these weapons are. Like I do know that the weapon that, on that small one is a standard, you know, auto cannon type thing, but I don't know what all of these are. So you just have to download the PDF and you can figure out what everything is and how to outfit them, uh, type thing. So. Not a big deal. Not a thing. 
uh, as a funny note, I want to say, uh, you know, Bowie had a very cool uh, display or a storage thing for all of his uh, measuring accoutrement and such for Marvel Grid's Protocol that also came with custom uh, measuring stuff. Uh, he got off Etsy, and I had him send me the link, and it turns out that I have already favorited that store, which I find is <laughs> funny. What store is it? Uh, it is called, you made me wait until I lowered it, um, it's called Cog02. In case anybody else wants to... Yeah, they got they have very cool stuff. It was, you know, it was a good price from the UK for, you know, everything you needed, and they've got a bunch of stuff. Including one of my favorites, which is the uh, the collapsible folding dice little dice tray, because not everyone can carry a wooden box. But having the one where it snaps in the corners uh -huh. and suddenly becomes that's really cool. It's like a flat, and then yeah, and then you snap it together. I've seen those. Yep, they're great. And there's a lot of stuff. He actually apparently he did. I think I had him savored because he did some cool stuff for the Transformers TCG back. Oh, and that was still a thing. I find it humorous, not in the right way, unfortunately, Kathy, that both of the games you and I both played, uh, card games, are both dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. And this is why we don't usually use card games. But there's Transformers uh, deck-building games that I have uh, pre-ordered. And they're coming out with a G.I. Joe one, which I will also pre-order, because why not? Ah, see, there's the thing. For ideal hobby space, so to get back to the topic after completely going off the rails, <laughs> uh, having toppers or something so you can play board games or role playing games also. That way you're getting double use out of the space. There's no point. You don't need to. Do you need to have a separate role playing and board gaming and everything? And, oh, hell no, no. Know, get it all together. I think that is ideal as well, and I think he can do something like that, or just set up the uh, the other game table. Like when we have people over here, I set up the the four by six I have. He has the same one pretty much, and we just play whatever on it. Actually, for role playing, we don't bother set up tables. We set up little trays. I have a bunch of the uh, the tray tables. Set those up so you can roll dice on them. Other than that, it doesn't really matter anymore. That's true. That's Lean true. back I in your comfy like, uh, seat. I still like sitting at a table with people because then you can put mm. all the snacks in the middle. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. And let's face it, that's the real reason why I do role-playing. <laughs> For the snacks? <laughs> oh, my God. I remember a few times. Oh, absolutely sharing snacks, Banyan. Absolutely. Everybody's bringing stuff all the time back when we used to get together at my friend Jim's house. Oh, yeah. It was like standard. Who's bringing drinks? Who's bringing snacks? Although you the know. guy who always sat to my left, Jack, bless him, uh, would bring just some weird shit. Like, he'd stop at the, uh, it was a Filipino uh, grocery, and he would get, like, this this big thing of, like, this broth that had chicken livers in it. Okay. Who does that? Who does that to a person that they like sitting next to them? Apparently Jack does. Or, or there was the time that he brought Limburger cheese. Oh. Yeah, no. And I had to sit next to that. I will point out also that there are, are certain snack <laughs> rules at Marshall's Place. No ranch. Marshall hates ranch. 
No ranch. No ranch? What the? Okay, oh, there, what's the story? What's... I'm there. I'm there for no ranch, but interesting. It means no cool ranch Doritos, so I always buy regular Doritos. Oh, see. See, no yeah. cherries is a different thing. That is actually a rule of Miss Marshall, not Miss Marshall, not Marshall, because of cool ranch previous Doritos experience. isn't ranch, though. It's a yeah, whole different are, thing. Look, rules are rules. Just saying. I love cool ranch Doritos, but yeah. I don't follow the rules. Oh, I feel but, like like ranch dressing, ranch dip. No. No, no, Actually, no. you know what? And I think since that incident, we have not really had a sort of drinking get-together at uh, Marshall's place. Probably for the best. I don't even want to know. No, this has to do with the bucket and Stovacor, doesn't it? <laughs> it does have the bu- uh, do with the bucket and Stovacor, yes. <laughs> I don't want to know. Uh, and Apparently, I am prepared for that. I would like to hear that rant someday, L. Marshall, someday. But I still am absolutely adamant that Cool Ranch Doritos are not actually ranch flavored. So, uh, yeah, uh, the, the the cherries in the bucket and Stovacor is from the last time we drank together. And uh, apparently two separate people walked up to Mrs. Marshall and apologized for us being so drunk so quickly. I was one of them. I was also the one who made sure Bowie got his bucket. I was also the one who cleaned out the said bucket after said Stovacor. That's a true friend. <laughs> and I was the one who made sure everyone sat down and watched movies to sober up so they could fucking go home. Because <laughs> someone went to bed early. Oh, that's like the that's like the cardinal rule of never doing. Never be the first one to go to sleep. That at a place where you're hosting. Yep. He was out. Just went to bed. Like, like <laughs> your wife has permission to go to bed early if you're hosting, but... Oh, she was down there hanging out. We watched, uh... We all watched yeah, Guardians of the permission. Galaxy. It's, it's yep. valid. A valid decision for her <laughs> if she wanted to. Yeah, we watched, uh... We watched Guardians of the Galaxy and watched John Wick, and then, uh... Louise's wife had to come pick him up because he was still a little rough. can't say i've never heard stories like that before i mean well in Bowie's defense we were sort of having two separate conversations it was uh marshall and his cousin mikey and then myself and dan and he was sort of between the two groups and we were each drinking separately and he sort of was in on both so he was kind of drinking more than the rest so there's drinking stories from us. We don't do anything half-assed. When we had the... the, the uh, media section. Is it the time already? Gosh, yes. Damn. Okay. <laughs> so here you go, John. Here's the leg of the... It's like commanders or whatever. Well, a leg without the rest of the body does not let me know. No, it's but I'm saying... It's going to be stubby. Yeah. So just, just, just a size comparison type thing. Interesting. It's going to be tall, big, but stubby. Yeah. Wait, it's oh. going to be girthy. Yeah. Oh, Marshall. I'll Cheers. Forget it. Hydrate. Ooh. Hey, hydrate. I get the water glass out for those occasions. I'm going to have. But I'm just going to drink more of this until it's done. 
Okay. It's the media section. Oh, I need to hydrate. Sorry. You do. Where we talk about movies and TV shows and books and music. And video games. And video games. That's, yeah. We talk about them. I would say that we <laughs> review them, but honestly, I feel like I just talk about them. I do occasionally review them. I he, put, I put deep is, thought in certain movies. John is very good at critiquing media. I just talk about it. Well... Also, let, let's start. I, I think, Gonzo, that Kathy and I are in agreement that you need to learn the difference between style and bad acting. Oh, no. No. I oh, actually yes. went back. Yes. Yes. I went back to I went back to it and started over again and even got past... I was past... Um, way past the bowling alley scene. Uh, I don't remember how much farther past that, and I still could not stand it. And I, it just, it annoyed me more than anything else. I could not get past. By the way, we're talking about Gunpowder Milkshake. Uh, I gave it a... Gunpowder Milkshake, which is on Netflix right now. Yeah. And I, I could not get through the whole thing. It, it was annoying to me. It grated on my nerves. I just couldn't get past it. it. It just... The I can't remember the lady's name. That's the main actress. Uh, she, yeah, she kept on going back to her role in Guardians of the Galaxy. I just kept on feeling that vibe from her, and I was just like, so uh, I just I couldn't say, get through it. In all honesty, Gonzo, this is a you problem. I, I'm no sure it is. With what she did, she did not channel Nova Nebula at all. She is so different than that. It's not like I, any of her other roles. Yeah, I didn't see Nebula there. Not I just. All. I, it, it got on my nerves so bad I could not get through it. I was like, I kept on hearing Nebula, and I kept on, and the acting and the the she, lines were. She just... wasn't even saying it in the same tone. Or oh yeah, there were some times. Yeah, there was some times. Not at she all. Did. I, I'm here to tell you, you're straight crazy. Uh, you may think I'm crazy, but definitely, she definitely was channeling Nova in some of those, and I was like, there's no way I couldn't get past even the dialogue. Look at this. We we all agree that, that we're all different all. on this, but I, I feel just like you watched not. an entirely fucking different movie. Yeah, than yeah. Because <laughs> here's me. Here's me. The entire time I'm watching this is, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I, 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 I should been? message John, but I don't want to <laughs> spoil how I feel about this. All I did was say I have thoughts about this movie. I. I loved it. There was a moment where I thought that the ending was going to be bleak. Yeah. And uh, I was not disappointed by the ending. No, I was not either. Actually, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I actually, uh, uh, L. Marshall, if you set my expectations properly, we said if you saw Shoot 'em Up with Clive Owen, it's a lot like that. And it is a lot like Shoot 'em Up. It's not I'll tell quite you as what... egregious, but. What it reminded me of was Kill Bill, Foxy Brown, and uh, what was the other one on the tip of my tongue? But it was very, very Quentin Tarantino. To me, it, it had that feel to it. And uh, and and I so there, therefore I enjoyed it because I like a lot of Tarantino films. Yeah. And I, I think all I my only expectation was 
I don't know if it was John or Gonzo who said something about if you like a lot of corn syrup, and I knew it was going to be bloody. So, oh yeah, you know whatever. Yeah, it was. I I thought it was fine. I thought it was probably in the area of slightly above average to average action movie for me. It has a particular style. If that style hits your tickles your fancy, you're gonna love it. If it doesn't tickle your fancy, you won't like it. If you doesn't tickle your fancy and just something's eating at you, you'll be like Gonzo and you'll fucking hate it. <laughs> I don't even understand, but it's just the way it is. I, I would give it... I mean, I don't find any major flaws. Any flaw I would point out is that's the style. That is the style they went for, you know? It's stylistic, and those are going to be the movies that are going to hit you the most. You know, either you're going to love it or hate it. Right at the beginning, the... I knew it wasn't going to take itself super seriously right at the beginning. So I was, I was ready for an adventure. I wasn't ready for, you know, grinding through a super heavy action film with only explosions. Although there were explosions. If anything, I would say it is a little tonally fluid. Let's say it's in the same general range, but it goes up and down in that range. But I very much enjoyed it. Um, I think uh, most of the people did a great job in it. Um, well, I'd say a good job in it. I don't want to say great. I'm sort of overselling it. <laughs> I give it, you know, let's say two space herpes, two two and a quarter space herpes. It was fine. It was enjoyable. Glad I watched it. Probably wouldn't revisit it anytime soon. Kathy, I'd give it one, and I want to watch it again. There you go. <laughs> so they have three ratings, uh, and it all depends on how much you like the uh, the style it has, the style it brings. Yeah, it was totally not my thing. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Totally, totally not my thing. Uh, may I suggest you never watch Shoot 'em Up with Clive Owen then? I've watched Shoot 'em Up, and I don't mind Shoot 'em Up. <laughs> See? I suggest you get your head examined. <laughs> I didn't oh, mind I shoot him up. I actually got through all of shoot 'em up. I couldn't, and I went back and I rewatched this. And oh, I said, "All right, I'm gonna start over again." And I was like, "Let's let's start over again. Let's do it." And yeah, you got through shoot 'em up. Yeah. I fucking loved shoot 'em up. It is absolutely batshit crazy, more so than this. Yeah, I don't have a problem with shoot 'em up. So there you go. Uh, three different three different reviews of the same movie. <laughs> Um, yeah. what was, okay. So I have five things so far and uh, they Kathy's go from at least one more and I got at least one more. Yeah, I do have a, I have more than one more. Ooh. I have like two more. Oh, only. Yeah. Well, I'll go through one. I don't, won't have to go through one of them cause I kind of touched on it and just finished the series up and I was going to give a series rating, but I wanted to talk about cosmic sin. Cosmic sin is on Netflix with uh, uh, what Bruce Willis and oh, for fuck's sake, you watched that? I tried. <laughs> right, let me was... tell you, I saw the previews for that, and Ad Blackbar popped out of the corner and just yelled, "It's a trap!" Yeah, it is. <laughs> They've spent their entire budget on Bruce Willis. Their special effects was horrible. The story was unbelievably nowhere. What's it didn't go anywhere. Do what? What's the premise? 
the premise is that we've actually started colonizing the universe and we now have first contact with an alien race. And this thing, it, there is no, there are so many plot holes. It's like a shotgun thro- shot through a piece of paper. I mean, it is, it is horrible beyond belief. Well, let, let, let me say something because this rarely happens. The Rotten Tomatoes uh, tomato meter for this movie for the critics is three percent. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, the audience score is a much higher sixty, but three percent. It's bad. I mean, this is like, this is stupid, stupid bad. I you can see while Bruce Willis is acting, and he's like, "Where's my fucking agent? I'm gonna kick his ass. <laughs> I'm gonna beat him oh, up for getting this for me." It's so Meta- bad. So Metacritic, which is a much more normal, normalized uh, review, mm. you get a much more balanced view. It has a meta score of nine. Please yeah. note that is still out of a hundred. Yeah. It has a user score of one point two out of five. It's bad. Holy sh! I ain't seen a movie this bad since Cats. <laughs> it is real. I'm sure Cats has a higher, well, <laughs> higher rating. Actually, let's find out, shall we? Yeah, it it was bad. I I wholeheartedly don't even just like if you if you could delete uh, it type thing. Oh, well, so actually, Cats is a higher tomato meter at 19, percent but the audience score is actually lower at 53. percent That's actually. <laughs> It's on par with cats, and that scares me in many, many ways. So, yeah, that's it's a total skip for me. Um, this movie was bad. I mean, you it, Bruce Willis was like, "Is this the end of my career? And where's my agent? Because I'm going to kill him oh, for getting me this job." I need to change something. That 1.2 uh, user score. I apologize. I was incorrect. That's not out of five. That's out of ten. <laughs> because cats is a 5.4 out of 10 and a 32 minutes okay yeah so apparently it is worse than cats uh wow. which i doubt highly but it was it was highly. just bad 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 don't don't go so kathy what do you got finally finally completed my James Bond Odyssey by watching the 1967 version of Casino Royale with David Niven, Peter Sellers, Woody Allen, etc. Ursula Woody Allen's in that? Holy yeah. Shit. Spoilers. Woody Allen is the villain. Oh, shit. <laughs> he's, he's James Bond's nephew. That sounds just as shitty as a premise as uh, Spectre. Oh, 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 the it is, it is. Okay. The, the bad guys are called Smirsh. Yeah, I'm Rich Smirsh. Uh, and 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 the the evil consortium is basically just like Spectre. That's their goals are world domination and stuff. But the whole time, I'm like, the writers were dropping acid while they were writing this. I mean, I'm pretty certain. On a scale of one to Ninja Batman, it is. Oh, it's so Ninja Batman. It's so fucking <laughs> weird. 
I okay. loved it. I loved it because it just, you could tell that even though it was the same source material as the Daniel Craig Casino Royale, uh, it was a spoof. It was absolutely more Austin Powers, only it was actually James Bond taken from the novel by Ian Fleming, Casino Royale. But it was making fun of all the previous James Bond movies. And uh, I could appreciate that a lot, having watched all, all the, the James Bond <laughs> movies. Oh, so, yeah, I enjoyed it, but oh my god, I felt like I should have dropped acid before watching it. For those of you wondering, do not drop acid before watching Cats. No, just, no. Just don't. Just trust <laughs> me. I've never had acid, but trust me on that. So what do you give it uh, for a rating? Four. Four stars. But you know what? It was worth it. It was worth it. It isn't something I want to watch over and over again, but yeah, it was it was worth it. It's part of it is a part of that whole James Bond Odyssey, and if you're doing all the James Bond, you, you have to watch it. Fair enough. Uh, Gonzo, what's your next one? Um, I did watch. Um, what was it? So, Troll Hunters: Tales of Arcadia. Oh. Uh, the movie came out this week and it is the culmination of all three series together to put it a, a cork on the series um and it was uh, troll hunters rise of the titans um one i love troll hunters love three below love wizards uh i wish i had more of it uh it is a great cartoon uh good story good characters everything um this movie uh, they, they actually upped their production value and upped their animation. Um, it was very more, it was a lot more crisp, a lot more cool. Um, but this movie, this movie hits you right in the guts quite a few times. They, you know, you, you kind of like, this is a kid series and stuff with, a, you know, a little bit of death here and there. This one, I ugly cried at the end. I was like, oh crap, at, what, at a couple of things. And you, you don't expect it, and then when it hits... Because you're like, oh, yeah, oh, sh shit, where... And then it hits you, and you're just like, fuck. But, um, not going to spoil it, because I know it's just kind of come out. This was a very good ending to the series. Uh, very good ending. Everything went really well. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Uh, we'll probably never, ever see any more Tales of Arcadia. Uh, it's pretty much done. But I highly recommend it. Um, I give this one maybe half a Space Herpes. Um, and the entire series, I probably give, and talking about all three series and the movie, uh, I would probably give it like one to maybe one and a half Space Herpes. Uh, because it's, it's, now that it's all out, you could start Troll Hunters, watch Troll Hunters, go to three below go to three below to go to wizards and then go to the movie and you would be blown away it's super solid um i really liked it a lot uh kind of sucks i'm never going to see it anymore but it did give a good ending uh to the series so highly recommend it uh it's done by guillermo del toro so i mean it's you know it's solid all the way through cool um but yeah there was definitely some ugly cry hits in the feels type thing throughout the entire thing 
Yeah, it, it, it go with him. It is a very strong roller coaster because everything comes to conclusion. So, John. Uh, uh well, today I watched Nobody. Uh, that's the movie that came out. The twenty, the the movie came out this year with uh, uh, what's his name, Bob uh, Bob Odenkirk, uh, and it's sort of it's done by one of the guys. Uh, it was written by one of the guys from John Rick Wick, and it sort of has that sort of feel, even if it's not nearly as realistic. It is very much stylized violence. Um, He's another one of those modern action heroes where his main power, aside from being able to kill everybody in the room, is just being fucking tough and able to fight through like wounds that most people would not. The whole story is basically he's just a nobody. He's just some guy works at a job doing you know, you know, accounting management type stuff uh, until some people break in and you get the idea that he is a bit more violent than is let on. And then you learn that he's led a past life as, as a uh, well, you know, as an auditor. You know, the last person anyone wants to see show up at their company. Yeah, so get into that, Marshall. Uh, Bob Odenkirk's the main character. Uh, it's got the RZA in it, which is amusing. You don't see him much, but he's amusing in it. And then Christopher Lloyd plays his father. It is great to see Christopher Lloyd and stuff, and he is a fucking hoot. Uh, it starts off really slow, but when it starts going, like the ending scene is super amazing. It is, it's in that sort of John Wick, uh, the equalizer sort of vein. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Being an actor that uh, he rec- the band recognized and knew the name of Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> That's rare. Uh, it also had Michael Ironside in it, not a big role, but it's, it's super cool just to have. I love it when there's no eye in that buying opinion. I love it when they get those old character actors we love and just get little roles for them. Because if I made a movie, I would totally do that shit. I'd be like, let's get all the guys I love and they're gonna whatever roles perfect for them. I like Michael Ironside in anything. This movie is super violent, um, not like disgustingly so, but just you know brutally so at points. It has a very similar plot structure to a point of most of uh, Gunpowder Milkshake. Where someone who shouldn't get hurt gets hurt for being in the wrong place at the wrong time doing the wrong stupid shit. (laughs) And then that person has to deal with that. I'm like, well, that's apparently a theme of the weekend. (laughs) But, man, uh, it's super fun. The ending is worth it. For the fucking, it's worth it for the fucking end. The, the beginning, slow, kind of, kind of interesting. But when it gets going, it's just like there's a couple scenes where like someone recognizes maybe who or what he was, and they just like are fucking out. Like there's a hacker that's trying to find information, and they like blackmail some of the Pentagon, get the information, and they're like they just throw the stuff at the bad guy. Like here's the information, I'm fucking out. You don't need to pay me. Like, apparently, they did not want to fuck with this guy, and that is a great way of showing that reputation. Yeah, the old dude in the tattoo shop was fucking hilarious. He's like, they're all badass and everything. The old guy's like, oh, thank you for your service, and then goes into the back office, and you like hear, like, 17 locks clicking in the door. <laughs> There's a lot of cool style with this. It is uh, awesome. Like, at the end, Christopher Lloyd at the end is... Dad, you brought a lot of shotguns. You brought a lot of Russians. 
<laughs> I enjoyed the fuck out of the end of that movie. Uh, I purchased it. It is not rent. You can rent it, of course. I just spent the 20 bucks and purchased it instead in case I want to watch it again. Spoiler, I'd like to watch it again. Uh, Bane, I might want to watch it again. It's there. So um, I like the crap out of it. I'm going to give it one and a half space rupees. It is definitely in the good action movie. It's not quite in the John Wick range. It's a little slow at the beginning and a little more and it's a little less realistic overall. And, yeah, maybe that's your thing. Maybe it's not. But uh, enjoy the fuck out of it. Gonzo, I'm sure you have more. Oh, of course. I always have more. Um, I did watch uh, Masters of the Universe. Uh, okay. Dropped on Netflix. Um, uh, there's a reason why it's called Masters of the Universe and not He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Uh, and there is a reason behind this. So I'm not going to spoil it or anything. Just be prepared for that. I'm pretty sure the internet has already whined about that to the nth fucking degree. They have. Shut your fucking hole. There was more than one main character in that shit. Yeah, there was. My biggest issue with the entire thing is there was only five episodes and each episode is 25 minutes long. Um, I was hoping for a bit more. I was really like, oh, I wish there were a I understand the 25, 30 minute because it's you know, the standard, you know, Master Universe show. But I was hoping for more than five episodes. Five episodes, I mean, it just felt really short. But uh, yeah, they're, they're going to do that because they want to see if it's going to hit like they think. Correct. Five episodes means they're not losing the bank. If it doesn't go well, they can correct. tell a little complete little story and then go. And yes. if it does well, they'll just keep going. Yeah. Correct. That that was the that was the. I mean, I, I can tell that's what they did because they set it up. The last episode sets up a new whole thing. So I'm sure they were like, "Let's do these five. Let's see how it hits. Let's see how it goes through. And if we got good ratings and good people." We'll give you a full series, and then they probably do more. Luis uh, says apparently they made ten. Okay, well, I, I they only released five. Then how about that? That's all I know. Uh, they only released five, and they may release five now and five later. But uh, and I'm okay if they release like one a week type thing. I'm not all this that has to be binged, you know, type thing. But it the art style is really good. Uh, everybody's captured like they're supposed to be. Um, there are little parts that are just kind of like, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, and there are some lines that are pretty fucking cheesy, like the TV show was. And there are some lines that are not appropriate um, that you would be like, oh, they're catering to the adult with that line. Uh, overall, I didn't have a problem with it. Um, it they, you can tell that they're building to something else. And they're getting to something else because at the end of the uh, last episode, it changes everything up for, you know, Masters of the Universe series type thing, which I'm cool with. You can't do the same thing over and over and expect to be a complete hit. No, uh, you can't. You get you yeah. get different stuff. You, you, in fact, that's sort of the thing people will have a problem with Hollywood is just remaking the same thing, which reminds yeah. me of something else we could talk about before Kathy talks about her last one. But uh, overall, I didn't mind it. I, I give it like one space herpy because it's just, you know... It, it was it was good. Um, I kind of get blindsided a bit, but you get over it. And if you can't get over it, then you're just living too much in the past, and you're just oh. wanting to re, you're wanting to just have the past over and over again. Uh, it has to be fresh and it has to be new, or it's just going to be you know, whatever, yeah, um, type thing. But I guess one space RP because um, there was just some parts I was like, really? Did you? Yeah, no. Okay. 
all right, let's go with it, type thing. So, I recommend it, especially if you like the old original cartoon. So, well, Kathy, before we go to your last one, we need to talk about that Dune trailer. Okay. Oh, yeah. Fucking A. I was like, I'm not really going to go out to the theater to see movies. I'm not going to go see Black Widow. Maybe I'll see uh, The Suicide Squad because it looks really good. I probably won't see Dune in the theater. Uh-huh. Then that second uh-huh. trailer uh-huh. drops, and I'm like, fuck no, I'm going to go see Dune in the fucking theater. Holy shit. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. That trailer is on point. And so, you know, I like the David Lynch one. I know Kathy also likes the David Lynch one. I thought it was a good movie, especially for the time. People shit it, shit on it, but, you know, go away, dude. It's, it's a good movie. This looks like it, it, it's much the same thing. They got a great cast for it. Oh, like yeah. The cast is, looks great. Uh, I just, man, that looks I, so good. I like that young Paul Atreides is actually young and not yes. 30. Yeah. Because he's supposed to be young. Yes. I, I, I watched that right before we got on the air because I was like, oh, I need to watch this. And I was like, holy fuck. This just looks done well. The special yeah. effects good. The the, yeah. the costumes look good. Everything looks solid. It's not like here's just a rehash, you know, type thing, and we're just going to put all these characters back in and make them you know, new I faces. I feel like they put a lot of thought into. Yes. Not you know just trying well, to do a a remake. Dune's always going to be a passion project for someone because it is. The movie that swallows men's souls. There's so much going on in it. There's so many different things, and you have to pick and choose yep. what things you want to keep in there and what things you have to leave out, even though you don't want to. Yeah, and I feel like Josh Brolin's going to be an excellent, uh, you know, Gertie Halleck, which is impressive because Patrick Stewart played him in the David Lynch one. So you've got big shoes to fill, sir. Uh, man, it just looks so good. Uh, Al Marshall says, suggests reading the book before Dune comes out. What, again? Okay. Uh, I have not read it. I may <laughs> not be able to because I have to finish what I'm reading and then I have to read my cousin John's book out now. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and then we'll see if I got time to read it beforehand. If not, I, it's on my list. It's on my greater list. It's just because uh, it's reading time as I want. But yeah, that trailer, if you haven't seen the trailer, fucking watch it. And then hopefully you'll be as excited as us and you'll want to go see it in the theater because it looks fucking great. I was kind of curious how long it was going to be because the story is actually, you couldn't do the the book as a movie without it being, you know, fucking forever. And, and but, you never can do the whole Dune story because correct. like a lot of things, this is almost like the pre-ramble, the beginning of the whole thing. Yeah. Well, the movie is going to be two two hours and 35 minutes. So that's a good lengthy movie. I would also point out, it's not going to cover everything that was covered in the David Lynch one. Correct. It's going to be like... It'll focus on different areas. Well, I hear they have a second movie, like, quasi-planned for, you know, the rest of it and all. The rest of, if you will, the first book. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I, I definitely... The production value... The special effects, all of that was I was blown away by that. I was like, the actor, yes. yeah, the actor yeah. looks great too. So I was looking I was definitely for looking forward to it. I think this is gonna be super solid. Yep. Uh, Kathy, what's your other one? So it, it's really two. Uh, oh. but we've all seen them a million times. 
And it was, today I watched Temple of Doom, and last week I watched, and I forgot to mention it, uh, I watched Raiders of the Lost Ark, which huh. is, what is my favorite movie of all time, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Hold up um, a second. Temple of Doom, the second best Raiders of uh, Indiana Jones movie, Marshall. That came up in our chat, in our Discord, on Friday. Absolutely. I... I love it. But part of the reason why I love it is because when I was a kid and it came out, I immediately got the book of the movie. Mm-hmm. And the book of the movie actually has more stuff in it. It has more backstory for for Willie. It has more backstory for Short Round at the beginning. You the- you you learn so much more about them and you know why they're when I, why Willie's in China to begin with, and uh, and then short rounds life up to up to then, and you get when when Indy is forced to swallow the black blood of Kali, it also talks about how he's perceiving the world as he's in that drugged state, and it's really creepy. Uh, yeah, 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 Mystical Blood. It, it, books tend to have more stuff than movie kind of parts. The other one I hear they is do, really good for that do. is uh, Star Trek Six is the other big one I always hear about. It's not a book that the movie was based on, though. It is the movie of, or the book of the movie, and usually the book of the movie is pretty much just the movie. With not a whole lot more added. Well, my point on the on Temple, I was always a big, you know, I like it. I like the Last Crusade and all that. But then, after listening to a podcast called Eighties All Over, which unfortunately stopped before they completed their task, which was to review every Eighties movie in order that they came out, which is a fucking tall order. So not surprising they didn't get through it all. <laughs> they got through quite a bit, and they had a long one on Temple of Doom where. They say the perfect Indiana Jones watching order is to watch it in order. You watch the beginning of The Last Crusade, then you watch The Temple of Doom, then you watch Raiders of the Lost Ark, then you go back and finish The Last Crusade. This makes sense. And then you get a better progression for Indy. Temple of and Doom has a huge... we all know those huge... are the only three Indiana Jones movies <laughs> in existence. Absolutely. What? You know, nobody even mentioned anything else. Yeah, but it's... Like, Temple of Doom has such great character development for Andy just in that now, movie. That being said, I could whine all day about the the Willie character and and how uh, she was written. I know I know Kate Capshaw was just had to be in this film, but the writers could have come up with something a little more, you know. She's the worst part of the movie. Let's she's just say just Sorry. so stupid. The character, the character is written as just this stupid woman, and yes. it just grates on well everyone, not just me. And Banyan, we do love Last Crusade as well. I love Crusade. Oh, absolutely. absolutely! I just hate that it turns every tertiary character into a fucking comic into comedy rather than like Sala was an actual legitimate serious character. Oh, Marcus Brody, legitimate serious mm-hmm. character. The last one, they make them all comedy because that's what the times were. That was the times. So now we're looking back in hindsight, looking at it and going, it doesn't fit as well, what have you. I stick by that, though. Their sort of inequality, Indiana Jones just goes downhill from the beginning. I would, yeah, yeah. It's not, 
it is a wonderful movie, Last Crusade. Yes. I agree. But I also agree with John. <laughs> no, Marshall. <laughs> a thousand years, I won't be worth spit. But I, I like Temple of Doom a lot. I think it's underrated. I think it's underappreciated. I think everyone should revisit it. And try and do that. If you've got the collection, try and do that. Watch that first bit with young Indiana Jones, with River Phoenix, rest in peace. Uh, then watch uh, Temple of Doom. Then watch Raiders. Then finish that. And see if you see that character progression. I, I did it that way, and it made a world of difference because you see how his character changes. Kathy, what do you give it? I give it zero space herpes. And that mind even, scene, that mind part scene. Even oh. with the Willie Scott written as she was, I still give it zero space herpes because it's just, the whole thing overall is just so much fun. At the so end, cool. you're just you're walking out of the theater. You've got a spring in your step. You feel like you've been involved in an adventure. Yep, it, it's it's super pulpy. It's great. Uh, and I just want to say that Dio just mentioned the choker that I'm wearing. Oh, he made that for me. <laughs> he made that. He does he does leather working, his dice bags and stuff too. Dio, feel free to throw your link. Yeah, into the chat. Promote yourself and your fabulous leatherworking. Everyone loves dice bags here. You're talking to a bunch of dice rollers. He also Do does custom uh, knife sheaths, which are fantastic as well. Now you're talking El Marshall's language, knife sheaths. You can't there just sheath them in other people's bodies, Marshall. You need an actual sheath for them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, leather belts, dice bags. Yeah, shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let us just save that bookmark for uh, later. Gonzo, uh, <laughs> do you want to talk about other movies? No, we can hold on to it. We can hold on because we're actually over a bit. Uh, I can hold yeah. off another one because they're not that anything that had to be crazy uh, talked about. Um, Two weeks, everyone. I will be off next week, but when I get back, we're talking about Loki spoilers everywhere. Yes. have been warned. Yeah, not next week. The week after, we are doing uh, full Lokis. I have a week to watch Loki. Okay. Yes. yes. Well, okay. you have technically two weeks. Two weeks. Because you have all this week and all of next week. Yep. Because next week, I've got to find a special guest. Damn. Yep, because I'm going to... Sorry. I. <laughs> so, it's summer, and my uncle, who I'm going to see, lives on Kent Island, which is sort of towards the beach. So, traffic on the way back is going to be fuck awful. Yeah. And I don't want to have to leave at like 5 p.m., 4.30 p.m. to make the hour drive that's going to take me two and a half, three hours to get home in time to stream. So. Yeah, that's fine. that's fine. Nobody expects you to. We just got to, I got to find out some cool co-host to come on the air. I don't know. Do we I'll know any cool people? No, I don't know anybody cool. Hey, Cookie. Um. <laughs> so, well, I'll figure it out. So, guys, we appreciate you all coming out. We appreciate y'all listening. We appreciate everybody. Uh, get with us. We'll, uh, we'll see it. We'll talk about yeah. some stuff. Um, send us a... Uh, get us together in a uh, Facebook chat, Kathy, if you can. And we'll uh, we'll get everything going. Um, guys, please take care of yourself. Please watch out for each other. Make sure you get the vaccine. I mean... Yeah. Check do. on each other a lot. Make sure everybody's okay. We all do it to each other all the time. Like, hey, guy, you good? Yeah, you good? You good? All right, everybody's good. All right, type thing. So, other than that, we're going to be sending y'all off to Mobolt. He's doing MechWarrior Online. 
Um, oh, so you can watch some uh, McWarrior online. And, watch them uh, on Good Play. <laughs> so uh, stick around for that. Make sure you go over there, hit a good like and a good follow for him. Um, for more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. Good night. Good night. Here we go. Hit that raid button. Five, four, three, two, one, and raid.